Now, a very good morning to you. Sorry about that. We've just lost our connection back uh, to base. But I'm joined here now in the one for Flannery's Hotel by Rob Alone, who sits opposite me uh, today. Uh, Rob, morning to you. How are you today? Good morning. Uh, yeah, really good, despite the weather. Despite the weather. Listen, um, you were born in Scotland, but you mo- your dad moved here with Digital in 1974. Yeah, so I was born, in, me and my two sisters were born in Glasgow, and we moved over here in 1974. And at the time, was working with IBM and got the chance to move over with digital. So, yeah, and then moved. It's worked out really well for us, to be honest. And you're still involved, of course, in the in, in Renmore. Yeah, still involved. So I'm one of those uh, really unique people. I live and work in Renmore. I've um, been working in the Bond Scores, originally Galvia, um, and I've been there for the last 30 years. And your mum is still in Renmore, so she is? Mum, yeah, mum is still in Renmore. Yeah, she's a Dunamar Drive woman. Yeah, she lives um, and she's doing well. Yes, She's a jet setter now. She is a jet setter, to be fair. Yeah, mum is uh, 81, if she doesn't mind me saying that, on her next birthday. Yeah. You said it, not me. Sorry about that, Miss Alone. I'll I'll take the blame for that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But again, I know she went back and forth. You have a sister, your sister Maureen, which I only realised that you're Maureen's McGahan's sister. Yeah, so Maureen, who would be quite friendly with your own wife yes, uh, I yes. believe yeah so Maureen lives in Toronto they moved there about 21 years ago so mum's yeah frequent flyer out to visit Maureen loves it out there yeah and talk to me about life um, so when you when you came from Scotland to here what was it like coming into Renmore at the time yeah I suppose I've I've kind of vivid memories of my first night arriving here actually in the car which is which is funny uh, we stayed in a B&B in Glenina Heights the first night we were here yeah. I can remember my dad popping into town to get his fish and chips to keep us all happy. Uh, but yeah, it's been great. I have to say, I, I genuinely feel blessed to have been brought up in Remore. It's a great community. And you grew up then very close to the... You were looking over the army barracks and over, yeah, at, over yeah, at the line. Drive, you, yeah, that's yeah. That's where your house is. Yeah, that's, that's where the house is. And yeah. around, you were just around the corner from the uh, church and, and the barracks. Yeah, so yeah. And, and, and bizarrely, I literally bought the house down the road from my parents' house so I'm in Dunamar Drive as well um, I'm very much a homebird and I'll admit that You didn't go far from home though I did didn't you? go far from home about 200 yards to be fair so it's great so uh, we're very fortunate me and Ashley and my wife and the kids are able to pop down to mum and see her quite often which is great uh, is it pop down or pop up up the hill? It, it's kind of pop up. Pop to be up, fair, yeah, 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 you're probably right geographically in that one. Yeah, yeah, pop absolutely. Up. And do you walk to the Bonds course every? I morning? walk to work. Yeah, I'm one of those fortunate people that don't need to use a car to get to my job. Um, so yeah, so it's like a two minute commute, which mm. is great. No traffic. But again, we were talking earlier on to Tom and, and the crew there. I mean, situation is that. The Bon Secours, or Calvary as it was. Yeah, Calvary since the 1950s. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was actually born there in 62. Yeah, that's, I was yeah, born yeah. there, my God. It's, it's quite funny, quite a lot of Galwegians, when you talk to them, and a lot of my friends, the McCaffreys and, and different people, uh, were all born there, where yeah. I work. Yeah. So it was, I mean, when I was born there, it was in the country. Um, when my older brother Colin was born there, it was in the country as well. Yeah. You know, we, it re- there was nothing around. Absolutely. We have a couple of really good um, photographs in the bonds of, of the original site. And in the original site, there's literally the old Calvary Hospital and Duggins yeah. across the road. And, and that's that was it. it. It's Greenfield after yeah. that. And the Gate Lodge. And the Gate Lodge, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. The Canes there, yeah, the yeah, Canes, yeah, yeah, Mary, yeah. Mary Cain. That's yeah, Mary, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mary Porrick Doherty, God uh, love Mary her. Mary Doherty, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She grew up there, yeah. She grew up there, yeah. Her and her family there, yeah, incredible. And wow. and that Gate Lodge is still standing. Well, and look at the monster that it is now with the consultants' offices on one side and... and 
the yeah. extensions. Six hundred and fifty people. Yeah, we've a lot of yeah, six hundred odd staff there. Yeah, we've a hundred and twenty um, bed hospital. Um, it's extending. We're very busy. We've had the busiest period of our time recently. Uh, Two thousand and seventeen, we opened a new cardiac unit there as well, um, which is which is a great expansion of our services. And yeah. Um, Post-COVID, we're still uh, treating HSE patients there as well. So, yeah, yeah, really my good. My God, my God. It really is, you know, it's, 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 I suppose what we're doing today is we're delving into the memories. Yeah. The memories, the memories, and you have the memories. Yeah. And ironically enough, Porrick McCormick, when he was with us a few minutes ago, spoke about 93 when the, the news came about digital. And yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And like, but your dad came, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Yeah, with digital, my dad literally um, answered uh, a, a, an advert in the Glaswegian newspaper with a P.O. box number to say jobs available in Ireland and applied through that. So incredible that our journey took us to here, and and even with digital, and even the time it was closing. I mean, thankfully, my dad was of an age. Maybe even financially, it worked for him at the time that yeah. that, that he finished. But it provided us with a great life, and it was a great employer. To be fair, my it father was, never yeah. had a bad word about them. I have to say, yeah, nobody never. ever that worked no, there had a no, bad no, word about them. No, 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 genuinely, never had a bad word about them. They, yeah. were, they were very good to the people they were from. Yeah, and I, I suppose I mean then you, you the childhood. Memories of Renmore. Where did you go to school then? Went to school in, in Skull Katrina. Mm. Yeah, I can remember my first day. I was the um, unusual child who had a different accent, uh, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I was I was fortunate that my elder sister Maureen, who you know, um, was the good girl in class, and maybe I wasn't so good, yeah. but I had her uh, plowing the, <laughs> the waves for the me. You know? for you. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Secondary school-wise? Secondary school, St. Joseph's, the Bish, um, and loved my time there, I have to say. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the academic side of it, but loved the whole experience of going to the bush. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Loved that whole... In those days, of course, um, unusually, we used to get a bus home for lunch. That's right. So I never had... That was brilliant. I used to get home to my mum. We'd have a couple of boiled eggs and... You the could and yeah, listen. Was she'd have she look at you. She spoiled you. She'd have she spoiled me to be. Here. I was the only boy. I I was fortunate. I had two beautiful sisters, but I was the middle child and the only boy. So I was a wee bit spoiled at times. Yeah, she she'd have fillet steak for you. At yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah, and fish fingers for the girls. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you lost one of your sisters tragically. Yeah, I lost uh, my Siobhan. beautiful sister Siobhan died when she was forty, mm. uh, ten years ago, and yeah, that was a really tough tough time. Ago? It's ten years. Yeah. And left behind three beautiful uh, nephews that I have, and I do have to reference them anytime I talk about her, because despite uh, our loss, um, we got to keep the three guys, so oh, which no. is really important. And and um, you should be very proud of very them, proud of the three of them. Yeah. They're, they're they're going to be great ambassadors. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I can't believe it's ten years, mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand thirteen. Just, so shows, yeah, just yeah. Where it shows where time goes. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, thanks for popping into us uh, today. My absolute pleasure. And well done to you. Um, just, I mean, some of the comments coming into us. Oh, look at look what's after, just turn around. Look what's after arriving in now. Will you? He didn't. Yeah, he's a bit more. late, isn't he? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but sure. Look at we sat beside each other at school, and I was always on time. He never was. Yeah. It's well done to you, and thanks for popping into us. It's an absolute pleasure. Regards from mom, and um, a bit of fillet steak from yeah, uh, yeah. tonight. Yeah, Just absolutely. You can go up the hill and have it. Uh, Rob alone, thank you indeed for joining thank us. Thank you very much for your time. Now, congratulations uh, to all the staff and um, TY students, the cast and crew of Clare Goldwyn Secondary College, who have their final night of their production, Oliver in the Town Hall Theatre, uh, last night. It was an amazing production, great night of entertainment. Well done to all. Joe McCarthy is such an amazing man. I'll always be grateful for my time on stage in the Renmore Panther. That 
that comes from Jenny Flaherty. Terry O'Regan, the second best creation to come from Clonakilty since the pudding. He's a great man, a great teacher and a great human being. And Keith, I wish to convey my heartiest uh, congratulations to David Quinn of Woodlands Green in Renmore on the hugely successful run of his first play, A Modest Proposal, in the new theatre in Temple Bar in Dublin. And that ends tomorrow evening after a hugely successful two-week run, much acclaimed by the critics. And it's just one man show uh, starring Jed Murray with a brilliant twist as well. Please also convey my congratulations to Davis Mount Bridge, who celebrates a very special roundy birthday tomorrow, and best wishes to his dad Owen as well. Also, keep my brother Jerry, who lives in Dunamara in Renmore, and uh, was the first baby born in Calvary Hospital 70 years ago. And that comes from Martin today. Quick commercial break. We're back just after these. A very good morning to you. The Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. Uh, Dave O'Connell joins us with the City Tribune today. Dave, morning to you. Morning, Keith. How are you? Oh, you're coming in loud and clear, so you are. Listen, thank you for joining us uh, today. Your lead story is a sinister turn when it comes to the drugs problem uh, in the city. It sure is. It's the problem of families being threatened and intimidated by drug gangs, Keith, over unpaid debts run up by their children. They're going after the parents, these gangs of young people, uh, when the, the, the children can't pay the suppliers for the drugs that they have bought. And uh, this often happens because, in fact, their dealers themselves and the Gardaí have made a seizure and therefore there's no follow-through in terms of the payments. So threats to the parents of assaults and burning of properties have been made against these parents uh, of the children who owe money. It came up at the Joint Policing Committee uh, meeting, the City Joint Policing Committee meeting this week, and Gardaí have come up with a response to it. They have established a specialist anti-intimidation unit to help families who find themselves in this predicament. So that's the, the main story on the front. Good stuff. Now, the new Chief Executive of Galway City Council um, will have God on his side. He'll need God and a few more gods with him as well. Well, the, the, the joke uh, among some of the councillors is that they have to bring the uh, the prayer back before, the opening prayer back before the meetings because Leonard Cleary is the man chosen to succeed Brendan McGrath after Patricia Philbin uh, finishes her term as interim in interim charge. But Leonard also happens to be an ordained Catholic deacon and this is from his previous uh, time in, in, in County Clare because the Clare Champion reported that he was ordained as a deacon for the Diocese of Cline in Cork uh, back in uh, three years ago in 2021. Uh, so that makes for interesting reading. His appointment won't be officially announced until next week, but he will take up the post before the local elections. Uh, councillors were given the heads up about the appointment this week. So that's also on the front and inside today. So uh, we'll get the transfer p- papers then to the Galway Diocese, so we will uh, sign for him before he arrives in. The proposal to house 130 asylum seekers in Ballyban is back on page three in the City Tribune. Yeah, and something that, as we mentioned yesterday in, in the Connor Tribune and that you've been covering yourself, this is the story behind uh, the vacant, the former Ballyban Neighbourhood Centre uh, in Ballyban under consideration for a 130-bed accommodation unit for families seeking international protection. Look, as with all of these, uh, it's as clear as mud because there's a kind of uh, economy with the truth and all of it, but uh, the story in the best that we know it uh, is all carried on page three. Now it's a busy weekend ahead for Galway United and they possibly won't have Michael D. Higgins watching them this weekend. 
No, they won't. Uh, there'll be there'll be an empty seat in the stand uh, with his name on it, and I hope that uh, I hope that he will be well and back uh, for most of the season down here. But Galway at home to table toppers uh, Waterford United, which is Keith Kelly says in the piece is not piece is not a a phrase that we thought we'd ever hear this early in the season. Uh, then on Monday they're away to Shelburne, and United captain Conor McCormick has been talking about both uh, the Galway footballers, as we know, off to Clonus to take on Monaghan, a vital game for them and for Connacht Rugby, a home tie with struggling scarlets all of that Keith and loads more over 20 pages in sport and what else have you got though there uh, loads in there Keith uh, we mentioned it yesterday but again it's a, it's a shocking statistic one in five commercial premises in Galway City is vacant that's according to the latest Geo Directory report that's on page 7 uh, Gluis we also mentioned uh, the latest effort to solve at least some of Galway's traffic problems through our light rail version of Lewis that's in there uh, loads of picks with all of the talk of St James's I probably shouldn't mention that Lee Mello's annual dinner is uh, covered in the paper today but also the Galway Pioneer Year's annual night out uh, and uh, Galway City Harriers loads of their young athletes and uh, their treasure chest of medals from the recent uh, Connacht Indoor Championships and there's a lovely tribute I have to say written by Willie Henry to the late Jackie Spellman uh, who died this week a renowned barber and a quintessential Galwegian as Willie calls him and to be honest with you you couldn't put it any better than that Keith and when I heard his death notice during the 11 o'clock news yesterday morning my heart sank because he was just such a legend of a man and a legend of a family as well but may he rest in peace Uh, Dave thanks to you for joining us and do something nice for the weekend now take it nice and easy I will indeed bring the the receipt in on Monday morning and and, and let it rip Uh, thanks for joining us uh, Dave O'Connor joining us on the line now I want to come back to the studio here and we are coming to you live from Flannery's Hotel we're with you right through until 12 midday and thank you to all the team in Flannery's uh, for facilitating us today now Mr Mr um, Renmore Panto sits opposite me uh, Sean Power and uh, morning to you, Sean. How are you? Good morning, Keith. I'm Miss, very well. On Mr. This Panto, morning. Panto. Mr. I don't know. I think Mr. Joe McCarthy would be Mr. Producer and President of the Panto uh, Organisation. But you're uh, 40 years at it now. Uh, indeed, uh, we got. A, uh, I suppose we've been involved 40 years as guest singers, as dancers, as choreographers, and that led us to become the directors of the show when Joe McCarthy asked Brian and I uh, to take over the mantle of directing the show. Uh, was in 1995 yeah. Sleeping Beauty in, in there was the shows were in the in previous to that the shows were in the Jesuit Hall Sea Road yeah. then they moved to Leisureland the bigger beer venue and then when the town hall was established uh, it became a magnificent it venue. became the home really it did, then, yeah, didn't it the a, lot, a, lot, a lot more shows had to be facilitated because it was a smaller venue than Leisureland but it just grew and grew and grew as you, as you can see even after Covid the crowds had been just so good to support the remote pantomime but I mean yourself and Brian like we went to school together St Michael's School in in Murphy together but the two of you were involved in music from a very young age Uh, we would have been I suppose when we started out we used to have shows we we have our rehearsals just a a small side story we have our rehearsals up in uh, in um, Colossia a big part in in it's called yeah. Katrina and on the wall there are some sort of testimonials of people's memories of a certain area in, in and around the Remor area and we just happened to come upon this testimonial where this lady said she always remembered the Power Twins having a show in their back garden as kids and that they used to come in and pay tuppence to come in and see the show that they would have put together and that's what we did yeah. and we always got involved in that and then it was my dad Lord rest him and my mum Lord rest her had 
had gone in touch with Joe McCarthy and Joe had been very much involved in Tops of the Town That's right, yeah. and uh, was doing magnificent shows and a, a good comedian, a good writer himself and um, he he was asked whether the lad, could the lads get involved in Tops so we were only 13 years of age which we were sort of too young but he put us up in the course uh, when he heard us singing and dancing he put it on chairs and then the rest we just continued in Tops and then in Panto which suggested that he should um, form uh, a musical society which became Renmore Musical Society that would have been in 1985 so uh, Joe said we knocked at his door after a pantomime and we had a crowd of lads and a crowd of girls and we were all anxious to do a musical and Greece was the, uh, the, the, the obvious choice at the time so Joe said oh I, I'll direct it if he choreographed and we said no get better choreographers in no he said he, he choreographed it so we, the rest is nearly history we started yeah. that that became Galway Musical Society then so um, uh, so we have been since a very young age uh, singing and dancing and, and you're, still en- you're still enjoying it absolutely yeah I, 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 I've gone full time into it myself uh, in the last number of years I work schools now and I direct and choreograph some of the school productions for TYs I'm working on Port Humnus show at, at the moment Sister Act uh, I did High Cross School in Shoom and we also have launched uh, we will be launching in the next few, few uh, weeks our annual summer family musical uh, which we've taken on for many years under Twin Productions and that's going to be uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast Disney's oh. production so that'll be the, the full production the Broadway production that we're putting on at the Town Hall in August but Coming back to Renmore Panto though I'm sure there's um, stories of behind the scenes stuff <laughs> and miscues and out of tune and, but I mean <laughs> That's for the book. Are you going to write the book? That's for the book. I think let's sit down with Joe and Mary Lachnan and all, all, the, all the... There the is a book though, in it. There, 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 I think it, there was an attempt made to write a book years ago by one of the local writers and I don't think it ever came to fruition uh, unless Joe has any more information on that. But there is a, there is a book there with all the people that have come through uh, the the shows over the years and I was just looking at a couple of names earlier on just in the personnel that, that were, were involved and we have the most notably Cathy, Cathy Belton uh, who's gone out to fame yeah, yeah. in movies and TV and Claire Barrett another another great actress uh, working in Dublin they all came through Rainbow Pantomime in their young years and then we had some great musicians with Jimmy Higgins Paul Gahan Trina Glenn fantastic uh, writing harmonies and being a musical director Carl Hessian John O'Dea our latest one and Jared Madden the made great choreographers like Mary McDonough Sherry Burlington here and Mary Lachnan in costumes and Len Wright Lord rest him was the fabulous builder of all he the was, sets he, he was, was a great character yeah. great, great character and great great ideas and just he mm. would you know you'd ask and he'd just do it and he'd get on with it and Joe mentioned uh, Dermot McLaughlin from a lighting point of view That's Dermot right. was heavily involved in that for yeah years. and I remember Joe uh, when we were kids there used to be hauled the lights from Rainmore down to the Jez uh, you know, there was, mm. I suppose, transport wasn't as as, as as good back then, but hauling the lights down, and he'd have his team of people in, and, and he was brilliant at Dermot because uh, he was educating the young lads about lighting, and I think you were involved, Keith, I as well. You were, on, yeah. you were on the lighting team as well. Back in 1978, 79, 79, I think okay. it was. Yeah. yeah, 79 would have been, I think that's when the year formed. I yeah. think it was, yeah. That's right, yeah. Good so, yeah, but they were then, but I mean, lighting, talk about lighting, they, what they were were biscuit boxes. Yeah. Um, that were cleaned out and then the lights went into them and you put the filters on top of them. Yeah. They, were, they were biscuit boxes right across the stage. Health and safety <laughs> now, Dad, I don't know. I know. Yeah. And the I faders know. were the faders? My God, so they were just big clunky things. But it showed you how creative people were to get 
to get the show on the road. And once once the committee at the, on the day back in Sermonton, I informed that they approached Joe to, you know, Joe would have been in the, in the parish and Joe would be well known for directing and, and producing shows, particularly Tops of the Town and plays. So um, it was it was the right guy to get involved and he just brought it from strength to strength. Bringing the p- good people around him all yeah. the years, no more than ourselves as directors, we have good people around us uh, in, in the choreography and musical direction and harmonies. And, and has it been a good trade to you? Has it been, has it put food on the table? Well, it's uh, in the it's lot of years, trade, I suppose, you know, as a, as a, I'm a paid member of the production team, but I'm also, it, it's a charitable organisation. I'm on the committee as well, so we, we raise a lot of money for charity. Uh, sometimes people say it's your show, and it's, but it's not. It's the Renmore Pantomime. It's, it's a legacy in its own. Mm. Uh, we're part of that legacy, and we're delighted to have brought it from strength to strength as directors of the, of the product, if you like, and the committee never have to worry about how, how we put that show together on stage. Once we get the right people around us, and then the committee of the day are fantastic with their, it, particularly in the last few years, it's all about uh, the child safety, health and safety, uh, all these concerns are very, very important, and the town hall theatre are, are coming down heavy, and rightly so, on organisations that work with young people just to make sure they have the right people yeah. behind the scenes throughout a big run, like 21 shows at, at the town hall theatre, and we have uh, like the Emma Murphy and Adele Fahey and Chantelle Kenny, our chairperson, working hard behind the scenes to make sure they have the right personnel minding and managing and the, the young people behind the scenes while the show is on, on stage. And they're all volunteers? All volunteers, all, all yeah. good people, yeah. He had her own Fiona Kevill from reception in GBFM um, with you this year. She was fabulous and we've been blessed over the years with some fantastic lead performers that come along and audition. Everyone auditions, there's no one actually asked to come in, thank God, but there are a few years when there might be some lean years and you do have to make a few phone calls and ask would people be interested in being part of the group, particularly if you had you knew some talented people that would be fantastic in the lead, lead roles. But Fiona was excellent as, the, as, the, as a leading lady, the princess, the and she enjoyed it. She did, she did, and uh, <clears throat> we had a great t- frontline people, that, and a lot of them, some of the, we, and we change it from time to time, but there were certain uh, certain people like Dick and Jay Garner, uh, Peter Kennedy, who's been involved for years. These people have come back from time and time again uh, from show to show. So it's a good testament to the, to the fun and to the way we put the show together. And do you still love it as much as you ever I did? I do, of course, absolutely love it, and already looking forward to next year's production, uh, which hasn't been named yet, but we will be What's having... What's it going commis- to be? Uh, it's pointless get guessing right, it, but there's, on, loads, of, there's loads, loads of them out there. You know, there's a Snow White has to be done, it hasn't been done in a while, uh, I suppose Aladdin Panto, Beauty and the Beast Panto, there's a loads of them out there that we haven't touched on. This year was the first time moving away from uh, the traditional uh, r- r- regular pantos that we do, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, etc., and we went to on Puss in Boots so that was the first time Rimmer yeah. took that particular one on wow. so Peter Kennedy, Kennedy wrote it uh, Brian had been on to Peter and said would you bring all the characters from Shrek into the into the storyline and uh, he, he, he brought them in and integrated them brilliantly into the show Good stuff you haven't aged a bit no more than myself I, I'm saying it about myself just, just in case I heard you're retiring geez you're retiring very young are you? Yeah but you retired from Messing Ryan's very <laughs> young too so you did Yeah but I still um, have to keep, put food on the table So do keep. I um, but in a nice way uh, come here how long have you gone from Messing Ryan's now? I'd be, um, <clears throat> I'd be 13 years well, gone yeah, yeah, yeah. The, kids, the kids were at then so it was just around the time after the big recession back then 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 so I became the stay at home dad for about 10 years with them but I was still doing some work at night on shows and then I started graduating into the into working on shows with schools and oh, yeah. uh, uh, community colleges and you know mm. so any community colleges out there would like me to get involved I'd be, be available so yeah it's been it's been it's been uh, tricky but been been good to me 
Uh, hi, Keith. Uh, listening to the show, I spent uh, some time with one of your guests, Rob, Robert Delone, in the Fifth Field Medical Corps in the FCA back in the 1980s as well. And Keith, I understand the Calvary Hospital was opened uh, before 1951 because my brother was born there in uh, 1952 in the maternity unit. So says uh, Dorothy to the programme today. There well, you go. Were you, where were you born? Happy to be born in the University yeah, College Richie. Hospital. Good on you. Listen, good to see you looking uh, so well, Sean. Thanks to you for joining us. Sean Power there. Give our regards to Brian as well. And we'll, have to have, we'll have to have a reunion. We should do, Keith, before it gets too late. <laughs> it is too late already. The few, the few of our cohorts gone. You hosted, we'll go to it, okay? That's, a, that's typical. That's what everyone wants. Let's say you hosted. Um, all right, let's take a quick commercial break and we're back just after these. The Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon. Oh, very good morning to you. I come in. I nearly forgot to come back to you. I'm talking to two wonderful ladies here, so I am. Uh, Mary Finton joins me and Gemma Lohan joins me. Mary, morning to you. How are you? I'm very good, Keith, and welcome to Rinmore. Well, we're delighted to be here in the beautiful Flannery's Hotel. We tried to frighten the life out of the two of them, so we did. But they're too cute for me altogether. Talk to me a little bit about um, active retirement. Renmore has always had a very strong active retirement group. We have indeed. We have 100 plus members usually. And um, we meet every Thursday morning at 10.30 in Oris Nefa which is on Rinmore Avenue, just off the St. Oliver Church Yard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we start with a cup of tea and a chat. It's all very sociable. And uh, then at about 11, uh, the announcements are made, whatever is coming up or whatever is going to happen. And then for an hour, we usually have a speaker. We have speakers on different subjects. Yeah. Uh, we would have music sessions, sing songs, storytelling, um, uh, board games and bingo. Mm. So what time would you, you what time do you start at then? We start at ten thirty. And what time would you finish at? We finish at twelve. At twelve. And do you yes. go for lunch then? Uh, well, some groups do. Uh, we don't have an organised lunch okay. every Thursday, but from time to time we do have an organised lunch out, which we're having now on the eighteenth of March. Where are you going here? To? Here, into, yes. into Flannery's. Yes. And come here to me, um, you have the odd bus trip, I'm, I'm sure. And, we uh, have indeed. We yeah. go on outings to different places. Um, and we usually have a full bus going. Yeah. Uh, just go for a full day. and Because because of the age of um, Renmore, that's why you have so many active members really, isn't it? Yes, indeed. The but they come it. from outside Renmore as well. Do they? Yeah. Do we you have accept them? We do, we do. We don't shut anybody out. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, members from Cardindalla or more different areas around. Yeah. Yeah. And Renmore has been good to all of you, and it's I mean it's a lovely settled community. And then it's lovely to see young people coming in, buying houses, doing them up again when they've become available. And again, that whole cycle starts again. That's right. Yes, quite a lot of uh, children. Uh, or who would be the age group of our children who are now yeah. in their 50s have come and bought houses in Renmore so the generations are going on and that's what I like when I, when I drive through Renmore that's what I love to see is new life coming back into it again it's good for the school it's good for the parish that's right it's good yes. for the people as well it sure is it sure is it's a very popular area to live in it has all the facilities and um very friendly, very neighbourly area, as yeah. far as I'm concerned anyway. Yeah. Uh, we came in in 1971 and the parish was just formed, so we grew up 
with the parish yeah. and help to build it. But I mean, you're on a bus route. Uh, yeah. you're very, you can walk to town. You can go down the line if you want to town. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's all there. I'm about two minutes from the bus stop. So get into town. I can travel anywhere from there. Yeah. It's most convenient. And when will you be eligible for, for the free travel? <laughs> That's a joke, Keith. <laughs> no. Don't tell me you have it already. I'm not going to tell you my age, but no, I do I have never, the free travel. You have the tra free I travel. I do indeed. Good yes. On you. Yes. She doesn't look it now, does she? Not as you. Yeah. See, now she thought that was a trick question, but I was asking her when was she getting the free travel. <laughs> yeah, see, she doesn't. She doesn't. Did you say you have a 50 year old child? Plus, Plus. My oldest is 56, actually. 56? Yes, yes. What age were you? 15? <laughs> well, I think 10. <laughs> That's too much detail for me now on a Friday morning. So look at the snow falling outside, lads. Look it what you, is, yes. Look, yeah. look what that announcement has done. The Lord has sent down the snow yes. to cool us down down here, yeah? Absolutely. Mother of God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put you having a 56-year-old, so I'm delighted. So he's, he or she? She. She, yeah. And does she live in Galway? No, no, she lives in Switzerland. In Switzerland. She'd be used to yeah. weather like She's used to the snow, she is indeed, yeah. and the skiing and all that. So she's yeah. five years. Um, I was five when she was born, so she's okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I look it. Stay with, stay with me, if you don't mind, because <laughs> I, want you, go, I want to go to uh, Gemma Lohan, who joins me. Gemma, you're, um, you're here because we are talking about uh, hockey facilities uh, in the Renmore area, but the lack of hockey facilities. Why is it every... every area we go to there's a problem when it comes to sporting facilities? Well I suppose part of it is um, it builds on what Mary said there about other generations having gone before us and having built uh, facilities and clubs and organisations and we're in the middle of a real boom in terms of kids playing sport and in particular girls playing sport so as those numbers increased the facilities just aren't there to cope um, I suppose we've been blessed in Renmore, we've had a hockey club for over 40 years now um, we've ladies teams that have played consistently for the last 20 um, and before that as I grew up I always played hockey and those ahead of me did but at the moment we've had a huge boost in our boom in numbers of kids we've about 120 kids playing hockey we've about 50 teens and ladies playing hockey the only pitch time we have is one hour in Dangan a week on a Thursday so I know. we train and the, the, the people over at Mervy United are very good to us and they let us use their soccer cages but they're the small cages that we're using and I sometimes have between 70 and 100 kids in there on a Saturday in two hours so it's you're just you're limited all the time in the progress you can make and the numbers you can take um, we have great coaches we have huge teenage helpers there's so much passion and enthusiasm but what I mean that's that's tough going I mean we yeah. were in Kinvara a few weeks ago and they were talking that they have to go as far as Athlone isn't it John yeah Athlone yeah. they have to go to so from Kinvara to Athlone is where they have to go yeah and we play a lot in Athlone as well just because there's a club up there to go and play um, uh, but yeah it, it's, it's the reality of it is you're always just begging and like our colleagues in Greenfields and Galway hockey clubs would be very decent to us and would organise blitzes that our kids can go over to but then you're getting kids onto the right surface for the first time sometimes times it's you're always behind them when you're trying to build to to be at their level and i know and uh, your mic is open there as well uh, mary uh, finton but i know that when the when remo was being built 
um, the bishop at the time said he wanted open spaces and all that and there's buckets of ocean open spaces here in Renmore isn't there yeah. is there any one of them that could be converted or would that be sacrilege altogether I'd say you'd be talking along the line of sacrilege altogether because that's what makes Renmore such a special place yeah. is the amount of open green areas you put in an astroturf you have to fence it off because otherwise you're risking you know any sort of damage happening to it so like I myself wouldn't even be one that would be saying let's take the green in Dunamara <laughs> because it's such it's what makes Dunamara a lovely place to live is that there's these big green spaces no I get I get that yeah. but what, what about Lee Mellows then is there anything that could be done there and that because well, that's a big area they have there. their astroturf pa- pitches but you're like Mellows have done their own work in terms of fundraising and developing those pitches I'm and sure done a great job of it. and the problem with hockey in itself is that you need a, it, it needs to be on a flat astroturf not the bladed astroturf so where we had a pitch in we used to use the pitch in Oran Moore it wasn't a full-size pitch there in front of the school in Oran Moore they changed that to the longer blade so that they could put more soccer and rugby on it. Mervy United did the same with their big AstroTurf. It's more suitable for their sports. They're years ahead of us in terms of development. So they've they've gotten all their funding, they've done all their fundraising and they've put in the pitch that suited them. But our problem coming up is we have huge numbers of kids playing hockey and we're reliant on begging, borrowing and stealing time and those do, unsuitable Do you services. get tired of that? Never, never. No, you don't. <laughs> No, I suppose there's a lot of us that are a long time um, involved in these sports. I'm juvenile chairperson of James's Ladies Football Club as well. Uh, if you're, there's this, there's a lot of the same people doing a lot of the same work, but at the same time, sometimes they're the right people because they're so passionate about kids playing sports. Yeah. So, something to keep them on the go. Mary, I, I know active retirement really is what we were talking to you about, but I mean, when you see something like that, wouldn't it be lovely to come to a, some kind of a solution? some kind of kind of a solution to find yeah. somewhere for you. I suppose we're really reliant on the, the, the city councillors and the, the local TDs putting a push on for us to, to get those spaces allocated and to help us get the capital sports funding and to fundraise for them um, yeah. because it's just such a pity. You're looking at trying to keep girls especially involved in sports. And what, what about um, Muruk? Um, you know Muruk, which um, the ATU own at this stage. Mm-hmm. I know the railway line is there which makes it very complicated mm. uh, but is there anything about that? Somebody else is just saying here why not choose the um, airport site all of those are great ideas and I mean especially if you went back four or five years our club didn't have the juvenile membership to be having this conversation as much as we were pushing for a pitch for our ladies teams it's a lot less um, you know interesting that adults need to play it's far more important that the kids need to play so we're now in a, in a place where we have that huge membership that's coming we now have something to sit at the table with and, and say, talk to us about it. But like there has been engagement and there's been a huge push. In, they had a campaign called Mishnah Klakela um, that Lorraine Higgins was involved with and ha- has has put an awful lot of time into, in fairness to her. Claude, a lot of other Claude Higgins, is it? Uh, Claude Higgins, yeah, yeah, sorry, Claude Higgins. Don't be giving her sister the credit for that. Go As on. someone that has a sister very close in age, I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I am very sorry to the Higgins. So, so Claude was... Claude, sorry, yeah, yeah. So Claude was putting out was, a huge was effort. putting in a huge effort. And... Um, uh, they they are they're they're trying to have the conversation they're trying to bring attention to it all the time but you know yourself it's always something as someone that's been involved with women's sports my whole life you're always coming but from behind in terms of you having to ask for a seat at every table to get your get your cause looked at um, but I think that like there is a mo- interest and there's motivation and there's movement there but it's just like a lot of things it can take a lot of time and in the meantime you've kids that just are dying to play and you've coaches that are dying to train them. Mm. So. I'll stay with it, uh, Gemma. Mary, coming back to you, just in relation to active retirement, uh, will you give me this? Um, somebody asked me to, will you give me the, wh- when you meet and the times again where you meet? We meet every Thursday morning at 
in Orisnefe. It's that's the building of the church car park in so Rinmore. Is that near the funeral home? It is actually part of the funeral home. The meeting room is in the funeral is home. In the funeral home. There so are it's, two it's, rooms there. It's that nice building then. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so Thursday at ten thirty. At ten thirty, and uh, it goes on until twelve. And do they uh, do they need to join? Do they have to join? Uh, oh yes, they can come to visit and see what they think of us. But uh, they do have to become members. There's a membership fee of twenty five euros for the whole year. For the year. God's sake, yeah. Yes, And you get a cup of tea every day? We do indeed. We have uh, a panel of uh, tea makers uh, who switch every month. So uh, there's a lovely cup of tea and a friendly chat for a half an hour. You're well organised, aren't you? We are indeed, but um, it's running now for about 26 years. I'm not there 26 years, I'm there about 12. Wow, you were too young to join until then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Must <have been. laughs> And uh, Gemma, when do you think will you be joining the Active Retired Club? Because the looks of things, I'll be heading into it fairly shortly. I can anyway. another few years on a hockey pitch first. Yeah. Um, and fight yeah. and keep fighting for the hockey pitch. And keep fighting for the hockey pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's very important. So it is. I suppose it's it's just it's it's not all a negative story as well. Like you're talking a huge positive story in terms of the amount of kids that are playing sport. Our colleagues in the soccer club have about 500 kids, half boys, half girls. James's have about 500 kids, half boys, half girls. Mm. all playing sport all in this area like there's phenomenal work going on and it's just great to have my own lady plays four sports it's it's brilliant she plays Castlegar as well where would so. you leave it though obviously you've been very sporty right through well I might have kept going I don't know yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the most talented but I, I, I was always there <laughs> I was turned up but you know what and we're always talking and we're always talking about you know, keeping kids active and keep them active keep them active what you're painting is a very positive picture with the lack of facilities yeah, that's exactly that's it. And line. you've got our, lad, the, our colleagues in the lads club here in James's are doing their best to get their AstroTurf. The soccer club, Astro, look at the weather outside right now. Our pitches are closed in Renmore. You're, we don't have a solution to get kids and adults active without putting in some artificial surfaces. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a universal problem. But the hockey is the most one. We can't play on grass. So... Who would have thought though, that we'd be sitting here talking about this conversation on the 1st of March 2024 and the snow would be falling outside? <laughs> you know, if I went out the joys of Galway weather. If I, if I went out and somebody, if I saw a snow machine, I'd say something. But that's actual snow coming down here at yeah. Landry's Hotel. 100%. Yeah, so you, really you can do nothing. So you no, need ice hockey. <laughs> Claude Higgins will be good at that now, so she'll ask her to get you a nice hockey pitch. Can I just together. give oh. one little plug before before we finish up for um, St. James's ladies have a family bingo for International Women's Day in the Connacht Hotel next Friday evening. If anyone is interested, you can just turn up on the door and play some bingo. Be great crack. Give me the date and, uh, date and time again. Friday the 8th at 8th. 7.30 in the uh, Connacht Hotel. 7.30. And finishing at what time? Around 9.30. Get, get away. Well, that's when the kids can go home. That's when the kids can go home from there. <laughs> and they don't need to register in advance. Just, no, show, just, just show. walk up. Yeah. And are you using the dining room or who are you using for the that? The dining room. The dining room. Yeah. You're using for that. Yeah. All right, have you anything interesting coming? You're not going... Uh, will you head down to the table quiz, will you? The bingo? Uh, the bingo, rather, say. Oh, the bingo, hopefully, yeah. yes. As I said, we do play bingo in the club. Oh, um, I forgot you. to mention... Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I forgot to mention that uh, bowls are played every Monday and Friday in the sports centre in Moore. Uh, that's another branch of the Act of Retirement. We also have art on Mondays and Tai Chi on Thursdays. And a group of bowlers are going to Westport the week after next. Uh, they'll have a week competition in Westport. 
Good on them. Listen, guys, thank you for joining us uh, today. And to uh, Gemma Lohan, thank you. To Mary Finter, it wasn't too bad now, was it? You, you survived no, indeed. That. It you was survived. very enjoyable. No, we frightened her first, and then she was grand after <laughs> that. Uh, Keith, before the Renmore Panto, um, your dad, George, Larry Carter, and Dermot McLaughlin were using old Jacob Biscuits tins in St. Pat's School. My God, above you're going back a long time there, so you are... I think we're still using them. Uh, hi, Keith, listening to the show uh, abroad and loving it uh, from there. And uh, Keith, I also understand that Calvary Hospital was opened uh, before 1951. And many other comments coming into us there, including um, a lot of comments wishing Mick Cavanagh the very best from Renmore, 93 this month. And he certainly is a regular sea swimmer on a daily basis. Now, yet to come on the programme, John Morley is going to be looking at the sporting aspect of Renmore. And he'll be joined by Owen Concannon and David Collins uh, from there. And uh, Owen played with uh, Mellows, and he'll be looking at that. And uh, also David as well uh, from there. And then we're going to be joined by um, Paul Gahan. And we're looking at music uh, from there. And then we're going to finish out, so we are, with a number of people uh, joining us uh, here. So let's head back for the 11 o'clock news and death notices. And we'll be back live from the wonderful Flannery's Hotel uh, just after this.